ASCS Student Ministries, Devin here, uh, excited to start our new series this week. Uh, it's called Free People, and it's actually a lesson on authority, uh, which might seem like two ideas that don't go together, but that's going to be a lot of the point of the next few weeks as we're going over is how um, the rules and uh, authority of God relates to be us being a free people and, and what that means. Um and really, for as long as human civilization has existed and has been around on this earth, there have been rules, and there have been people who wanted to break those rules. It's been something forever. Um, if you've ever wanted to rebel against a rule, you're not alone. Uh, we all get that urge to rebel against rules that we feel restrict our freedom. Um, it's even, a, I would say, a hot-button topic in our current culture is uh how our freedoms are restricted. Um, and there are plenty of rules we probably don't want to follow, but we can't exactly throw a tantrum when we don't want to get our, our way, can we? Uh, it doesn't work like that every time. Um, so, and everyone responds to rules differently. You might push back on almost every rule uh, just because you can, or you might find it easy to obey most rules. Uh, after all, they must be rules for a reason, right? Um, but no matter how you deal with rules, at some point you're going to face a rule you really don't like, and it's a rule that's going to make you feel like you're locked up in a cage. Um, so have you ever felt caged by a rule? Like that rule was restricting your freedom. Maybe it was one of these. It was a, a curfew, a dress code, uh, who you were allowed to hang out with, or something about uh, phone restrictions, or maybe it was something God said not to do or or, or to do. Um one of the most frustrating things about being a teenager like you guys all are is that you often feel stuck between childhood and adulthood and it's kind of a weird transition. Uh, you're stuck between dependence and independence, rules and freedom. You might think you're ready for more freedom but there are still a lot of rules and adults uh, you have to obey in the meantime. Uh, so what do we do about the rules that we don't want to follow and how do we handle our frustration about not being as free as we want to be? Uh, if we look to the Bible for help, is it just going to tell us to obey and that's the end of the discussion? Um, I can think of lots of times throughout my life um, that there were times that I didn't want to obey God or um, really by virtue, by oh, didn't want to obey God by virtue of not wanting to obey uh, different rules in my life. Um, I've always felt pretty independent and if I didn't like something, I would just kind of do things um, anyway, um, not anything terribly wrong, but just like if someone told me like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I would, and I felt like I was like, nah, I can do it. I would just do, do it. Um, and sometimes it maybe verged on me being cocky about things or whatever it was. Um, so when some people think about God, they think about a list of rules a mile long that don't feel important or even relevant to their lives. And I get that, especially during your teenage years when we're fighting for freedom and independence, God can seem like just another person telling us what to do. Uh, so the first person we're going to talk yeah, to talk about uh, during this uh, series is actually James. Um, and if you don't know, James had a pretty famous brother and his name was Jesus, uh, which is a crazy thing. Just a side note to think about the, that your brother would be Jesus Christ. Um, but so so that's James. After Jesus rose from the dead, James uh, 
dove headfirst into spreading the good news of Jesus, and he even became the leader of the Church of Jerusalem, uh, a faith community made up of Jewish people who began to follow Jesus. Um, James grew up in a Jewish culture with lots of religious rules, and there were obvious rules like don't kill anybody, um, but there was hundreds of other rules too, things like don't wear clothes made of more than one kind of fabric, or uh, if you find an ox on the side of the road, stop what you're doing and take it back to its owner immediately. Uh, And you had to say goodbye to eating bacon or shrimp because those foods were considered unclean by the religious laws of the day. And maybe it seems weird that God would give us give us uh, all these rules, but they did have a purpose at the time. Uh, some rules kept the Jewish people safe and healthy. Um, others set them apart from other nations, made them their own people, and others taught them how to live peacefully with each other. And many rules even helped them connect with God. Um, these rules served a purpose, but after Jesus showed up, the Jewish people who followed Jesus began to realize things had changed. Because Jesus had made things right between them and God. And because of this, they weren't required to follow all of the same rules anymore. Or were they? James wrote a letter to help explain. So we're going to be in James chapter 1. And I'm going to start reading in verses 22 and I'm going to go through 25. It says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So let's break this down. James first is saying, do what God says. And if you've ever been told, stop arguing and do what I said, then maybe that's the tone you hear in this passage. But that's not what James is doing. He's telling us to be quiet and to stop. Um, or he isn't telling us to be quiet and stop eating bacon because God said so. And that's not the kind of law James means. So what law is he talking about? Next, God's word helps us see ourselves clearly, like a mirror, like he uses in the in the in that passage. The rule, don't eat bacon, doesn't show me much about who I am other than the fact that I eat bacon. Uh, So what is James talking about? And how do God's laws help us see ourselves more clearly? And lastly, James is saying following God's law gives freedom. So how is that possible? Don't laws keep you trapped and controlled or caged like we've said? And how can a law set you free? That's where we're getting that clash of ideas. Uh, Well, the law James is talking about is not the list of hundreds of laws that the Jewish people had followed for so long. Uh, And when Jesus was still on earth, he introduced his followers to a new rule that would take the place and complete those hundreds uh, of old rules. This new rule changed everything. Uh, Jesus shared this new rule when he was being interrogated by religious leaders who really loved their long list of rules. And these leaders were passionate about following all of these details of the Jewish law, thinking it would make them right, holy, and loved by God. So when these leaders asked Jesus to name the most important law of God, they were expecting him to name a law they knew. But Jesus gave them a brand new law instead. And that's where we're going to be at. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 2, or chapter 22, sorry, uh, verses 35 through 40. Um, It says, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. This is a Pharisee. Uh, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? 
Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So here's what Jesus had to say about God's rules. There are two that matter most. Love God and love others as you love yourself. And that's it. That's what Jesus preached. When Jesus said all the law hangs on these two commandments, he was saying, if you're truly loving God and others, you're already following God's law. Uh, when we love God and and uh, others, we're doing what God says. Love is how we do something about God's word rather than just hearing it. Uh, we also see ourselves more clearly like a mirror. The command to love God and others shows us just how well we're following God's law. Even if we follow every rule exactly, if we're not loving God and others, we're not following God's law. And lastly, we find freedom. The religious leaders at the time believed you had to follow hundreds or even thousands of rules in order for God to love and accept you. But Jesus came to free us from that. Under Jesus' new law, the law of love, two things changed. We learned we don't have to do anything in order to earn or keep God's love for us. We're already loved. We also learned we don't have to follow thousands of rules if we just follow one, and that's love. So rules like like basic ones like the dress code that we might follow or limiting our phone use or whatever it might be that adults might give you guys, um, they might cause us to feel like we've lost our freedom. But the right rules are like keys, not cages. Jesus' rule is the rule of love, and that rule sets us free. So God isn't about giving us rules that keep us feeling like prisoners. The rules God gives us are does, designed to set us free. They set us free from trying to earn God's love, free from trying to be perfect, free from trying to follow a long list of rules, and free to love and be loved by the God who created us. The key to our freedom is the rule of love. When we follow it, we discover that the right rules can set you free. So, so what's the big deal with this? Can we stop obeying our curfews? Uh, should we ignore our school dress codes or our teachers? Can we do whatever we want? And the answer is no. Uh, would God so love you if you did whatever you wanted? The answer to that is yes. But by doing whatever you wanted, would you be loving God and others? And the answer to that is no. Um, following rules that we have in place that are here to protect people's safety or um, to be kind to other people, that's showing love to others. And by following those rules, we're completing that portion of uh, the commandment that God gave us to love others. In a, We're going to show a video um, in youth group on uh, Wednesday night um, about a, a street crossing in Japan. It's an interesting study of this. It, this street crossing is the busiest pedestrian crossing in the world. And there are very strict rules that govern when people, bikes, and vehicles can cross. Uh, you might have to stand and wait for a few minutes before you get a chance to cross the street, but do you think anyone thinks these rules take away their freedom? Of course not. At this intersection, it's easy to see how the right rules set us free to cross the street without fear. In the same way, the law of love doesn't take away our freedom either. Doing whatever we want can lead us to hurt ourselves, hurt others, and live with a lifetime of regrets. But Jesus' law of love sets us free from that. So what does this law look like in our everyday lives? 
So first, let's talk about something we can all relate to, whether you're following Jesus or not, and then we'll talk about what this means for our relationship with God. So first off, love others. We've mentioned a lot of rules that feel restrictive or unreasonable and unfair, but what if we thought about these rules differently? Instead of telling our parents this curfew is stupid, what if we asked how can I love my parents better and maybe coming home earlier lets them go to sleep instead of staying up late and worrying if we're safe? Instead of thinking it's fine if I text while driving, what if we asked how can I better love the people around me and following that law is a simple way we can protect each other from harm. Instead of deciding uh, like the church is wrong and sex isn't a big deal, what if we asked what does it mean to truly love the people that I date? Maybe loving someone means being kind, selfless, patient, and wise rather than doing whatever we want in the moment. Next, love God. Jesus' rule of loving others is a helpful way to make decisions no matter what you believe. Uh, But Jesus gave us the law of love for a reason that's bigger than just being kind to each other. Above all, Jesus wants us to love God. So if following God ever makes you feel caged instead of free, what if you asked, how do God's rules help me love God more? How do they help me stay close to God? How do they give me a chance to love God by loving others? And how do they give me a chance to trust and obey God even when I don't understand? Over the next few weeks, we're going to be talk a lot about the relationship between rules and freedom, but we need to start here with the law of love. God's law sets us free to love God, others, and ourselves, and God's law helps us see that no matter what we've done, God's love for us never fails. Although there will always be rules we don't like, don't understand, or don't agree with, the right rules can set you free, and according to Jesus, the greatest rule is love. I'm excited to talk about this uh, for the next couple of weeks. I think it'll be a good topic uh, for all of us. I think we can have good discussions. Uh, excited to see you guys on Wednesday nights uh, and have a good week.